Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are Live from the Path. from the uh, Pathway Studios here in Johnston Proper. Here's a, sorry, here's the unfortunate question, the thing we were talking about just before the show started. is you guys, If you listen to the show with any regularity, you recall that uh, our if you Google search live from the path, uh, it, it, Google will come up with a, like, um, you know, like a listing, like a business would. And if you click it to go to the website, it'll take you to a Viagra ad. Yeah. And so I had fixed that. Uh, I want to say like four to six months ago, somebody like taps into the website and they uh, they can change it to redirect to things. And uh, I'd fixed it. So apparently it's doing again. But I would also note that I checked the website statistics earlier this week uh, or last week and uh, the hits were up. Yeah. I mean, indiscernible. The hits were up. And I thought, boy, we're cranking out the hits, boys. <laughs> no. No. Apparently not. No, that no. doesn't appear to be what's happening. Here's the thing. There are certain things that help you with your sex life and life from the path. Not one of them. That's not one yeah. of them. It we are not the almost 10-year uh, anniversary things we sent out, maybe. See, that's what, uh, that's what we would hope hey, would happen, but it now, turns out. <laughs> uh, to that point, though, uh, uh, over the last month, our YouTube hits are up 80%. Woo! Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's not hard to beat two. I know. <laughs> the, da- the Daily Post are cranking. Somebody, actually, somebody, uh, we had two, two comments over the last two weeks on a clip about would Jesus say the N-word. Oh, jeez. We, we discussed that. Yeah, when did we? I don't remember that. I must not have been here. It's been a while, but yeah. Uh, did we come to no? Please tell me we came to a no. Mm, I don't recall it, but like uh, what one of the comment was, my youth pastor used to rap to us, oh, and it really got the point across. And I said, "Well, what? did did he use the n word?" Because I don't, I quite follow the relevance of that comment. Uh, and I think the other guy was hard no. Was oh. this uh, the gal on that TV show with the preacher? Uh, what was it? Oh, what was that show? That they went to a church where the youth guy always walked around with a guitar. Um, I don't get those channels. Uh, <laughs> wow, that must wow, have been man. at the online pharmacy. I can't remember anything anymore. <laughs> they must just send you a send you a packet when you get into the into the old people's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that. Oh That's man, pastor. okay. Hey, I, I, so so I, lo- I looked at our uh, bird uh, the the bird. Cl- What's up, Dan? What's, What's our book we did? Oh, Cap the Cap 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 yeah. Yeah. Bird? Sweet I don't Moses. Know. And, and I don't know, I, just, I hadn't looked at that forever, and I looked, and I was like, there's some bad comments about the stuff I did. Oh. It really hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh. That's, yeah. That's they, they it's been like, like they six like years. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just I don't know. They've been there years ago. I'm like, wow. <laughs> oh, man. It's a taste of what a, being a celebrity is like, because you'll read the comments on our caps for sale, and they'll be like, I hate the monkeys. The monkeys don't actually talk. I'm like, yeah. I'm the monkeys. Right. <laughs> Why I did the monkeys. I hey, love the monkeys. <laughs> I actually, I, I put myself out on social media in a much bigger way than I ever have recently, and I made a TikTok. You, do you guys even know what that is? Yeah. I just deleted it. Yeah. You deleted it? Yeah, it's probably a good idea. It's actually, yeah. Yeah, I found the restricted view, and so then I, I'm in a much safer place there, and so you can restrict it so that it doesn't have a lot of the, the nasty. Oh, I, I just, it's just a security thing. It's uh, oh. like Marines. I can't even have that. All military. They, oh. they can't have it. Okay, fair enough. The plot thickens. Um, so I, I, I put something out there. Uh, just two o'clock in the morning, I was tired and I just couldn't sleep. And so I put something out about my weight loss and I did not expect this to happen, but it's gotten like 230,000 views on it now. 
and I've got like 1,400 comments and like 5,000 followers off of one video that, that's going nuts. And so I, they, I, I promise that's not a brag. And TikTok world, that's absolutely nothing. Like the, the, literally that's no views at all. But I'm waiting for haters to show up. Like, I've been begging for people to show up and just completely rip me apart and be like, dude, this is the fattest dude I've ever seen in my entire life. That guy's gross, all this different stuff. Not once has it happened. It's like 1,400 comments in, and every single one of them is, you got it, dude. Good for you. We're proud of you, blah, blah, blah. Everybody get behind this guy. Make sure we're, we're lifting this guy up, all this different stuff. Now, I thought for a second that might be a pun of like, hey, we need 1,000 people to lift this guy you up. You can't lift him alone. But it does not turn out that that's what it looks like. We can't even hold you metaphorically. <laughs> this guy's freaking ridiculous. I've been waiting for hate to happen, and it's driving me nuts that it's not happening. I feel so illegitimate because all these people that I will never, meet are giving me this ridiculous validation and there's apparently there's a thing on tiktok or it's new new people uh, young kids say this thing like they got you drop this and then they put the crown emoji and so i've gotten probably 600 comments of hey king you dropped this and then it's crown emojis and i'm like this is the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened in the world i think that that might be a bigger sign of the apocalypse than any the of the thing. quarantine that's all going i do is right hear now. the story and think you're in charge of our social media and we have like three views I don't think I we ever put me in charge of our social media. Oh, yeah. Me, Ben, and Dan should be in charge of the social media. That makes a whole lot of sense. It's ridiculous. I mean... I use language on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Dan forgets we have a show on Mondays. <laughs> Is that Mike, tonight? Mike texts... The last two texts I got from Mike, one was, Hey, man, can you pick me up an Almond Joy? And the other one is, Going to be five minutes late. <laughs> That's Mike's response on yeah. a Monday night. I'm lucky to be here one week in a row. <laughs> And you should be in charge of right, social sorry. media, and you've been shirking your responsibility. Yeah, apparently so. I'm sorry. No, I just, it, it cracked me up. I was, I've been hey waiting guys, for I haters. I got three million views on my personal account. <laughs> <laughs> you suckers. That's it. I'm turning over to Dan, who's been wearing COVID-19 pants for five years. <laughs> I'm ready for the Zoom meetings. <laughs> oh, this is great. That's right. Oh, Where's those ones with the hot peppers on them? Uh, <laughs> oh. I forgot about those. <laughs> oh man! Actually, I found myself thinking about that this week. I st I only have a pair of jeans, and I thought I need some COVID pants. <laughs> right? Not me. Some COVID pants? Are you talking like sweatpants? Yeah, pants you can wear on the Zoom meeting, and no one knows the difference. Everybody thinks you're all professional. What is wrong with yeah. you people? <laughs> Just wear <laughs> pants. So, so this COVID nineteen thing, it, it it put me in the straits for the first time this week. Really? Yeah. My daughter was. Uh, I was. I had to go to Menards with her. She's like, "Hey, can I go with you?" I'm like. Yeah, that'd be great. She never wants to go to Menards with me, you know? I thought this would be awesome. I, I was really looking forward to taking her. And I got about 10 feet out of the driveway, and I thought, you're under 16, you can't go in Menards. Oh. You can't go to the home improvement store if you're Dang. under 16 years old. And she goes, I look 16. I go, they're going to card you. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't leave you in the car by yourself because <laughs> you ain't 16. The virus will get you. <laughs> Wait, is that a, is, that's a quarantine thing, though. That's not like a Menards rule. Right? No, it's just Menards. Yeah. Menards, really? Yeah. Yeah. The that home shows improvement how often stores, I go to home improvement stores. The home improvement stores have seen no decrease in traffic. No. Oh. Uh, they're just getting slammed. Oh, yeah, uh, they're getting I, increased. I had a terrible week with the home improvement stores this week. Uh oh I went to Home Depot. You wait a half an hour to get in because you've got to stand in line. They let me in. Uh, I wanted a battery-operated weed eater. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, Because yeah. I have small enough where it works. So I picked the I mean, I spent a half an hour staring at it, reading all the packages, blah, blah, blah. Got the one I wanted. Read the reviews. Get it home. Someone had stolen the battery and charger out of it and returned oh, it. Oh, no. Oh, like, Moses. So I had to go back the next day, and the line was longer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I feel and like I you was, should be able to jump the line in that situation. I, that's what I was thinking, but nobody else thought that way. And I was kind of in a bad <laughs> mood, and I thought, I really need to check my attitude. These people are in the same line I'm in. Right. And, uh, 
but again. It, it works. I got, I mean, well, I, got, I put it together today. I got, I got a new battery. Well, good. I, if I had picked two boxes up, it would have. Yeah, it was obvious. Those batteries aren't light, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. It, it was. It was, yeah. it was obvious. It's like some dork bought a thing, oh, man. took the battery and the charger out, returned it. Boy, you know, I, I, Mike and I actually went to the Home Depot or not Home Depot. What one of the stores last week, and I realized how non-man I am because <laughs> oh, look at the gloves. It's literally the first time I've been in a <laughs> store like that and didn't immediately go to like either the food section. Not <laughs> just a chocolates. fat joke. It's legit not a fat joke on myself. It's just I don't know what to get at a Home Depot other than hey man, don't they have that five gallon bag of gummies? Like, yeah, but that's exactly what they have here, right? I have those. I didn't Who even, it in gallons. I, <laughs> I didn't even know about some of these sections. I'm just like. Mike knows exactly where he's going. No, no, duh, he knows exactly where he's going. He lives in this store. I'm like, hey, man, I've never come in here with a purpose before. There's more than one kind of screwdriver? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I, a whole wall. I'm advanced. I know there's a Phillips and a Flathead and a couple others. But, uh, and then I, it, was, it was a very interesting situation for me to, to be involved in man stuff for the first time in a long time because I'm trying to learn how to take care of a house, and I'm just like, well, I don't know how any of this is working. I think I called the plaster knives. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. It's just hand me the plaster knives. I'm like, what are you seventy five? <laughs> and I called. I called a razor an exacto knife. It just. <laughs> it was a weird thing. I, I felt really unmanly. Yeah, but you better watch the YouTubes before you I, go. Apparently there. so. No, yeah. I'm just gonna hang out with Mike more often outside of the show because I need to learn how to become a real man. Here's the thing. I did pretty good. I wasn't. I wasn't overly harsh on any of my assessments. No. I just said, hey, listen, if you get around other people. <laughs> You can't call it an exact knife. They're going to make fun of you. It was the most <laughs> loving thing Mike has done for me in a very long time. Send me a text. Because I, I've, I've, heard some, I've heard some stuff from Mike. Mike does not filter himself very much around me, which I appreciate. I appreciate that kind of stuff. But, like, he did a really good job of not making me feel like I was the little kid tagging along going, well, what's this thing do? Yeah. And I had he, to save all those stories for my 10-year-old daughter later. <laughs> now, like, you're never going to believe what Booba did. <laughs> What an idiot. I, I felt very good. I did not feel shunned like I was the little kid trying to be involved in the man stuff. I, I, I felt accomplished. And then I told my lady that I was uh, helping re- remodel a, a bathroom. And she was like, babe, that's awesome. Yeah, and that's I was like, manly. I, I probably shouldn't tell her the extent of what I'm actually doing. Because, like, I... Throw this I, away. Okay. I pay, yeah, exactly. That's, hey, grab the drywall knife. Okay, yeah, we'll cut that out. Cool. I'm going to sit here for a little bit, do this for a while, and feel real manly. Yeah, that's welcome to manhood, where you say you were part of something great. You just don't mention how big of a part you were. Right. I tell my kids I helped build the hospital downtown. That's I mean, I, I ran wires there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't putting up the concrete by myself. Right? Actually, <laughs> I used the KTIA thing we did, uh, running the transmission cable for the satellite up top. Oh, yeah. I tell people all that all the time. I'm like, yeah, I actually was involved in the uh, satellite installation for the KTIA <laughs> at the Merle Hay Tower. They're like, really? That's I'm awesome. Like, yeah, I was, I was involved in that. It was, it was a big project. I think I held the cable. <laughs> when we when we installed that thing, I held parts of the cable because they said this can't bend. And I went, all right, sweet, that's me. I can help deal with this. And that was all I was involved in that entire process. I remember specifically taking a Snapchat from the top of the Merle Hay Tower and taking a picture, a selfie in front of the satellite, going, "Yeah, just installed a satellite." <laughs> <laughs> and so many people were like. Dude, that's cool. Yeah, you do that? Yeah. Hey, you drop this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, King, you drop this crown. King of the satellites. Oh, man, he it was lost great. weight and he builds satellites. He, this He's guy, the coolest This guy's man a ever. jack of all cra- trades. I'm like, no, I just don't know how to say no to things. And then I just get kind of roped in and I go, yeah, it could be worse. Hey, man, that was fun, though. Like, oh, it was a blast. Uh, okay. All right, anyway. That stuff was heavy. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, 
Here we go. Uh, hey, there's. A, I thought this was an interesting story. So uh, Zondervan publishes Quran yeah. with commentary to help Christians interact more fruitfully with Muslims. Commentary. So <laughs> Christian publishing company Zondervan is releasing a full translation of the Muslim Quran, which features commentary throughout in order to equip Christians to interact more fruitfully with Muslim believers. Zondervan says the work is factual, respectful of Muslims, and insightful on issues about which Muslims and Christians disagree. It's available uh, April 28th. So it, there's comments, but they're not comments on the scripture. It's more comments on like how we can relate to them. Uh, th- th- think of it as um, th- think of it as a commentary. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, or um, like where it, they address where uh, the Muslim faith and, and Christianity where diverge. they disagree, but okay. also like uh, contextual background. Think of it as like the annotated version of the Quran written by a, with the with the Christian lens. Oh, all right. So I, interesting. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what do you think, Mike? Uh, Mike, you going to pick this up as a reference? Well, I'm a deep reader anyway, and so <laughs> I cycle through books like they're candy. <laughs> so I mean, if it crosses my desk, I might take so it. So you might oh, might man, crack it open. It. I uh, mean, it, I, to be honest, it seems a little interesting, like uh, only because it, it's just like anything else. Though, like, uh, uh, it, it would be interesting to to, to deshroud some of the mystery. I don't know anything about the Quran. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about it. Uh, so, but I mean, it's not to say that I wouldn't peer through it and and and, and read a little bit of it and see what's what. I don't know if it would captivate my captivate my you know attention for very long. Okay, Dan, have you ever taken in any of the Quran? Uh, I have one. I have one. Um, I took a class on on uh, what's it called history of the Muslim faith or something like that. Islam, Islam the- theology of Islam. Yeah, it was. And we had, to, we had we bought several books um, that dealt with theology and stuff of, of the Quran. Uh, and plus a copy of the. See, it's not really a Quran if it's in English. Oh, it, right. It has to be in Arabic um, to be an, ac- a, an actual. A legit yeah, Quran. Be, yeah. Okay. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause, oh. Yeah. Uh, all, all the prayers, everything have to be. Because uh, that's the language of right. Muhammad. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. But but I, I don't know if I read half of them, you know, and I was even with the class. I. I <clears throat> I and thoroughly enjoyed the class. Yeah, you know, I, I like to. Maybe that's just more my learning style than it is, you know. But I did, I read that about the Zondervan, and I was like, eh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'm not a it or anything. I just don't know that I would get it. Yeah, I, I don't know. But have you done any uh, any apologetic stuff related to the Quran or or Islam? I have not. The most I've ever been involved in was uh, just a class in college, <laughs> where me and five other guys wrote it. Actually, I was there. Yeah, what you guys don't realize is I spent time in the Medina, and uh, it was uh, an interesting thing. I went on no, installing satellite. <laughs> I was installing satellites right. at the Dome of the Rock. It was, it was funky and cold. Uh, no, I, I, I took just a, a high-level Western Civ class in college that we kind of went uh, more in depth into uh, the history of Muhammad and the history of like the Quran and what was going on in that period of time than any other class that I've ever done, but nothing more specific than that. Hmm. All right. Well, I I I, I don't. I, I think it's a good call, um, because like it, it's like anything else. I think there is. Uh, I think it is appropriate for uh, Christians to understand what people are reading, where they're coming from. Um, God is calling uh, these folks, um, mm-hmm. so to understand their uh, the background or what they believe, I think is entirely appropriate. Um, assuming that it's yeah. you've, you're not being propagandized, then uh, I mean, take it in. And it's I mean, not written from the lens of propagandizing, right? No. It's written from the lens of helping you understand, help it. you communicate, yeah, through the you know a worldview across. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. I want to know how the Mormons think, yeah. which yeah. is sure. amazingly very similar to the Quran. Yeah, um, I want to know how any cult. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. actually, there there is. I, I don't know if you have to seek out uh, that kind of stuff all the time, but like to know that that like Jesus stands up to. 
to other religions, right? Like he stands. There's he, he's not weary of the task. Yeah. He's not afraid of the comparisons. He's not afraid of you looking at, at at multiple things and seeing what's what. And and so like I think a lot of people would be more like that. That's a very old school way of thinking. Is like like if I don't take any of it in, it won't affect me. Well, right? It's important to know. Like when I say Jesus to a Muslim, how, what do they hear? Right. And yeah. I, I'm assuming that's what this gets into. Yeah. Because they they hear have a different definition definition than, than what we would you know. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't I, you order a copy, Ben, and I'll borrow it. Okay. I'll I will, too, and then I'll never return it. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll buy it, and I'll put it on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use it as a dust collector. <laughs> what Dan described his learning style, it was directly after. Yeah, I enjoyed the class. I didn't really read any books, though. That's my, that's my learning <laughs> style. My learning style is doing very little work. <laughs> I need pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I've read some of it. I, I'm not that bad. I thought um, so. There, actually, I really liked um, that book by uh, Nabil Qureshi. The um, yeah, me too. Uh, did you read it, Muba? Oh, totally. Are you lying? Yeah. Did you take a picture of you not reading it? <laughs> what? <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was called "Seeking Seeking Allah, Finding Finding Jesus." Um, and it's it's a really really good book. A dude comes from a, from a Muslim background. Uh, his dad was a, a something. I don't remember what the what the right term is. Um, Imam. Uh, but but yeah 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 but he um uh, he Dan was trying to prove that he listened in that see, class yeah see no Dan Dan yeah. <laughs> I read that word um but yeah yeah the dude uh, he he went to an American college and he met a, a Christian guy and it was his friend and like the kid, his friend was always wanting to talk to him about, about Christianity and the guy was like hey I'm gonna defend I'm gonna defend my faith here and then the more he asked questions and the more they conversed about it uh, the more he was um, he was he was like I just want the truth. Uh, and he's a he's a guy where um, uh, Jesus showed up to him in a dream multiple times, um, and like I said, like I, like we, you see a lot in in the Islamic world cause simply because they are they are truthfully and honestly looking to meet God and to do what God wants, and God will honor them in that. And so um, anyway, that guy became a, a really cool. He started working for um, Ravi Zacharias, and um, he published another couple books, and uh, unfortunately died very young, like uh, three or four years ago. Uh, some sort of, so I think some form of cancer, but um, the book is excellent. So it, and and it, it it makes you. Uh, I remember after I read the book, I thought one like it 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 helps to make sure you don't look at the word the world stupidly, um, that you don't isolate the world, that you that you come on, come away with the impression that Jesus likes these this group of people and Jesus is totally upset with this other group of people. Uh, he his desires that all of them that everyone calls him king, and so. Um, yeah. He is doing that through ways that do, that you won't interact with because that's not where not what your background is. But Jesus is is accommodating and meeting people that are actually honestly uh, searching for him. Um, and and it was very cool to see God work in a way that as a human you might walk into and go, I don't even know how to influence this. And Jesus will just step right in and do it. Christians are really bad at this too. Um, we we tend to go through the filter of Jesus is Lord. You're all a bunch of idiots. So yeah. you just listen to me, <laughs> right? You, you'll be all right. Yeah. Rather than well, kind of we were talking about earlier. Maybe that was before the show on addiction stuff uh, yeah. of, of acknowledging. Okay, you see Muhammad as Lord. You, you know, so when I, you know, you need to kind of see where their, yeah, their frame of of view. That's right. That's true. Like, uh, but you're going to miss it with some of the subtext that we talked about before the show, but right. Yeah. But yeah. like the Turner Burn thing, it doesn't work. Yeah. Right. Like, it, it it just flat out doesn't work. You Turner Burn. Right. Turner Burn. I don't believe in your fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not a fire behind you. There's a fire behind. Him. There, there's one here. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. 
Yeah, so it's a, yeah, to understand their heart, uh, you know, and how can you communicate to someone if you don't even acknowledge them as yeah, it it doesn't it all. doesn't take the it doesn't change the true thing that you're talking about, but it does provide context in how you go about talking about it or recognizing what they hear when you speak to them, and um, yeah, that's true for a lot of things. There's just no reason to go around half cocked. Just listen to people for a while, take them in. They're trying. Most people most people are trying to live out honestly based upon the background they have or the things that they know. Uh, information changes things. Experiences changes things. Um, seeing what you believe to be true interact differently in somebody else's life and go, now what do I do with it? In fact, a lot this, this happens in Christianity going the other way. People go, uh, look, I see a lot of peaceful people who believe this thing. Uh, they're not followers of Jesus. And so, like, how am I supposed to understand that? that, that that's a reasonable question. And every Muslim with a Christian that shows up and goes, hey, you should really believe this, they're asking themselves the same question. Why should I believe that? Well, uh, they seem to have something that seems maybe similar to what I think or their life, like uh, God's not punishing them right now. Well, how should I, you know, like coming with the right context is, I don't know, there's, I don't know it's, it's gracious, it's kind, it's, <laughs> it shows love to people. Well, especially when, when you're talking to someone who, who literally stops multiple times a day to get on a mat and face the east and pray, yeah. you know, and, and they don't eat bacon of all things. I mean, like, you know, like, right, you know, the things we that just are talked about, right? can we could we keep up our Bible reading and prayer life if we weren't forced into a church structure? And we're like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we're not even committed to our God. You yeah, know, let these alone. dudes are buying rugs, <laughs> carrying them with them. They're ready for action. Yeah. Doesn't matter where yeah. this, you know, which is so interesting because think of your first your gut reaction about um, about any Jehovah's Witness. But like they're committed. Yeah, they are. They're committed to their faith. And so if you like, maybe you think they're misled uh, and that might be true. But like um, they saw something, believed it to be true and committed to it earnestly. Uh, we can barely get off our non Bible reading couch. And so uh, to have a, have the right contextual conversation with people you, like I think it's it's perfectly acceptable to respect um, what people believe without agreeing with it and to recognize that they believe it honestly, because I would expect someone to, to do that same thing with me. And uh, or even people who believe nothing, it's okay to respect it. Uh, I think we love them enough to continue a conversation. We love them enough to try to understand where they're coming from. And if we believe that the thing that we believe is true, we would be foolish not to share it because it is the most loving thing to do. But like for heaven's sakes, you 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 have to be uh, none of this like rejection of where people are coming from is honoring to Jesus because Jesus, like like I said, Jesus showing up in dreams and having predominantly in, in in Muslim experiences, that's Jesus honoring people looking for him. And if you don't recognize that, then you're miss. I think you're misunderstanding Jesus, and he doesn't do it to you because you ain't gonna believe it. You'd think you had a bad taco or something. That's true. You'll discount it. Yeah, yeah. But they're but they're legitimately looking for it. They're okay with. Uh, they believe that Jesus interacts or that God interacts with people in that way. And so when it happens, like they'll wake up and things will change. I'll Is, wake up and with heartburn. Isn't that like the whole prayer of Ramadan that they're they're seeking like the true God? Or how is that? I, I, I guess I'm not which class, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let me check with my expert. I didn't read band. that chapter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, because when you look at what they're praying for, it's like it would make total sense for Jesus to go, oh, yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they're sincerely looking. They're not like saying, appear to me within the definition of how I understand you. That's it's right. like, no, we, I want you to see who you are. Right. Well, it's uh, funny. We're, we're right, like, like the, I think the more that you get into that, the more I realize that like we are, our evangelistic approach is we will love you as a future version of yourself that is following Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But until you yeah. do that, that's what we're loving you for. I'm terrible at that. Right? Well, like, <laughs> we will love you because we think that you will eventually come to know Jesus. You will, first of all, agree that I am correct in my following of Jesus and that you will also follow Jesus, and then all this will be worth it. But loving them as they sit, uh, not worth it. I'll give you two shots. 
And then I don't have time for you. And then after that, you're on your own. Somebody else will listen to me. (laughs) And, like, it sounds crappy as if that's our battle mission, and it's not. It's a shame to us, right? But it is the truth, and we are guilty of it. Hey, fellas, can you take the knife out of my gut real quick? Holy pants. Yeah. I mean, we are very guilty of loving a future version of the person that we're talking to. Dang. Whether they follow Jesus or not. Like, we just think, hey, this is worth – it's worth spending time with them because they might come to know Jesus. Tell me that's not come out of your mouth. And, or in your brain or thought, yeah, this is worth it because they might come to know Jesus. Not, it's worth it because they people. <laughs> or, you know, we can love them as their current self Damn. as they sit. Right? Uh, I'm certainly guilty of that. I and, agree you are. Yeah. I, I, I learned it from Ben, my Damn. mentor. <laughs> who, who hates present versions of everyone. <laughs> I also learned it from Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and Boover try to shake it, but it's like a virus. <laughs> oh, 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 nice. So anyway, I, 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 I didn't realize that it was such a, a deep, chasm but I, I really think that it is i think we we love people out of opportunity uh thinking that it will be better for them in the long run and then they will get to know jesus and we're like yeah this makes it all it's 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 called planting seeds <laughs> that's us right <laughs> as if hanging out in the garden on their own is not good enough oh, right and just being in the garden is no good we have to be throwing a seed out there and we have to they have to be treated as the thing that's being <laughs> manipulated right otherwise oh. it's no good oh man that just gave me a, a terrible image of of a guy standing out in the field getting ready to throw seeds or whatever, and some lovely dude shows up and goes, hey, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. And the guy just looks him in the face, and then he, boom, seeds him in the face. <laughs> you like, will eventually be worthy this. of my love. <laughs> Stay out of the weeds. <laughs> I really hope this takes shape. <laughs> All right, you're listening live from the bath. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, this week. Hey, um, I was mistaken for the Pope this week. And I'm you te- were? Yeah, I'm going to tell you what's really odd about that. I didn't really leave the house because of the COVID. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, and now I could, I could be reading too much into this. I'm going to admit to this. But so I'm working from home, and so I'm working in my bedroom, and uh, my, my desk faces uh, a mirror so I can look at myself. And then just to the left there, there's an open, there's the window that looks out into the backyard. And about 9.15 every morning, there's a, there's a trio of squirrels <laughs> that run around this tree chasing each other, and they just have the real gas of a time. I mean... They love this for a good 20, 25 minutes, chasing each other around. And there's always one that escapes from the thing, and the other two don't seem to care that he left. <laughs> I assume he's the annoying friend. So he gets real close to my window, and I swear that he looks up at me at the window and <laughs> stares at me through this window uh, like I'm the Pope. Yeah. And it, didn't, it took like three days for me to pick up what he was trying to get at, and I thought, yeah. my goodness, that squirrel thinks I'm the pontiff. He thinks I'm the Holy See, and I didn't know what to do about it. And so I cracked the window, and I spoke, I spoke out to him. I said, go away, squirrel. And he, he, out of reverence for my position, he refused to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so to honor him as a, as a not, not yet converted uh, beast, I, uh, I decided I should give him advice like the Pope would. And so here's what I told him. Well, I would tell you, actually, I, so I, I, t- I told him that I, I saw this on Facebook from a friend of mine. And it, it was an odd interaction or intersection with uh, something that I also had been thinking about from a spiritual perspective. Um, and, and that is when you, when you look out on your life and you want to make and you want to change, you want big changes, you want small changes, you want your life to be different, you want to accomplish something, whatever it is that you, whatever you may or may not, insp- what you may aspire to. Um, this is so cliche, but it starts with one step. It starts with one action. It starts with one thing. Okay. And so I was thinking about this in terms of um, 
just uh, again good, good rhythms good spiritual habits i always struggle with like all or nothing i have to be all in like so when i'm firing all cylinders i'm like read my bible and i'm praying well and extensively and i'm remembering people who i should be remembering and talking about in the scriptures uh and uh, I'm, I'm praying with my kids before they go to bed and i'm reading sufficiently and uh like all, all the all the spiritual things the disciplines right the things that you should be nailing um i always stink at doing it's either all of them or like nothing I, I like I just fall off a cliff, and so um, that's been that way for probably a good eight years. And I just I just had convinced myself that it's the nature of my personality. I'm just like that. I have to be all in and I have to discipline myself across the board because like if there's any lack of discipline anywhere, it will drag the rest of it into its lack of discipline. But the truth is, is that over the last uh, what do I want to say uh, four or five weeks, I have been doing two things. One's a spiritual thing, and one's um, maybe not necessarily, but like it's something I, I've been intending to do. So I've been exercising every day uh, for five weeks, uh, like hit routines and all kinds of fun stuff from the net. And secondly, I've been getting up before I have work to do um, and reading my Bible and praying. And the thing was, is that like. That is incomprehensible. I never make it five weeks. I might make it two to three weeks out of my own inertia, and then it dies. Now, one of the things that's helpful is my wife is doing it too, both of those things. My wife and I are doing these things together. We're reading separate things, but we're both sitting and, and reading early in the morning, hopefully before the kids wake up, and we're both exercising together. Um, but what occurred to me was is that it, it never – I didn't think that was possible, that I could get one thing right um, – and and just and we're small we're small chunks. My goal is a psalm a day. If I at least get a psalm a day, I, it works. And like some of those psalms are like six lines. I mean, it takes my me twenty seconds to read that. Um, but like over the course of four to five weeks, sometimes you read that giant one, Psalm one one nineteen, and then sometimes you're reading the tiny ones. And most of the time, I'm reading like two or three if they're small. Uh, anyway, the broad point was is that like as opposed to going, boy, I want to be a person who reads the Bible every day. Um, you you should. Just start by reading the Bible today. <laughs> uh, hey, man, I really wish I had a really good prayer life. Well, your prayer life is made up of your prayer days and maybe your prayer moments. So maybe we'll just we'll do that. And like uh, it, it's, it's funny is I recognize this is a theme in um, I've said this. <laughs> I think it shows up in every wedding I ever do um, is that you live your life like you live your days. And I assume it shows up in every wedding thing I ever do because I also stink at this, and I just assume everyone else stinks, and so I tell them before they get married that they should think about it this way. Um, but anyway, there's just the, 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 the advice to the squirrel was um, you live your life like you live your days, and you live your days uh, like you live your hours, and you live your hours like you live your minutes, and, and you have control of those things. Like a lot, of, a lot of times when we get bundled up with worry, it's for a lack of control. But to be honest, you chose to sit and, and worry, and I don't – I don't mean that you can't like sometimes you just worry, but you didn't have to sit there and worry. <laughs> right. Like that's happened to me many, many times is that my gut reaction is to worry or is to be anxious about something. Um, and I purposely get up and do something. I'm still anxious about it, the thing that I'm and I'm still worrying about it, but I am moving. But I said, look, I might as well be worried and folding laundry. I might as well be worried and going on a walk. Uh, I might as well be worried and trying to read. And here's the thing. I might only take half what is in, but I'm, I, I'm doing I'm actively taking control. And so a lot of the um, a lot of times we get tied up in the things we can't control. But for some reason, we seed almost all the stuff that we actually do have control over and we don't take control over that. And so as, as, as tiny it is, and this is where this lines up with what Booba was talking about. Booba had posted something on Facebook this week, and uh, and it was the same thing. The context was a little different, but the same basic premise. Right. Is that like um, 
you, you know, when you want to, uh, if you, you, you feel like you're anxious or you're worried or um, depressed or something, um, something seems super big. And so conquer the tiniest thing you can and go from there. Uh, the psalm a day is a very, very low ask, but I'm nailing it and it's going well. Uh, and most of the most of the days, if I get up, uh, I get up with plenty of space, and I get I read a psalm, and then I read what um, I read over and over again what I'm going to teach this week. I mean, th- th- as as a pastor, like I, this is embarrassing to me, but like there are times when I have not looked at it till Friday. I have to teach Sunday. Almost all my studying happens on a Saturday, and I might not even take a glance at it till Friday. Now I probably know what it is, but like I'm not studying, I'm not reading, I'm not letting it saturate. This is this is changing. Like I got time, I read my psalm, and then I read the thing that I'm going to teach, and then I dive into something random, Revelation or Numbers, or like something like like that, just to just to read through. And so um, the, the broad point is to say, um, whatever you might be facing, or whatever you feel like you need to take some uh, where it feels too big, um, then then start cutting it down, get it into smaller chunks, conquer that, and then move on to the next thing, and then conquer the same thing the next day. And it's okay to hold yourself to a standard and say, look, I'm I, I'm going to do this. This thing is going to get done. It has to get done. It means a lot to me to get it done. And it's, it's okay. To, I'm only going to clip the big toe. I'm, I'm going to leave the other four for tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to clip the big one today. It's fine. It's still just, just it's okay to get wins that way. Um, but don't, don't settle yourself into the frame, frame of mind that says, one, this is just my personality. That covers all matter of sins. It's a mistake. God is here to help change you for the better. Go ahead and let him. Uh, secondly, don't settle into the, into the belief that nothing is in your control. Because you, you sat thinking that, and you controlled whether you sat thinking that. Uh, and again, you don't have to posture above your pay grade. If you can't control everything that flits into your mind, because I can't, uh, it doesn't mean that you can't do other things or fight it or, you know, fight to, just, just find other things to occupy your time while you're worrying or stress or whatever. Um, just take control of the things you can control. There's plenty, there's way too much stuff that you can't control that you're worried about. But like, there's so much stuff that's in your control that you have decided that, that is not. And I think that's a mistake. And if you can start grabbing hold of those things, it can start building great foundations that are not only self-supporting, but they also um, remind you that you have the ability to control those types of things. I always start with the little, the little toe. I mean, like, that's the grossest thing you guys could have talked about. Yeah. I mean, because it can be done with one clip, no doubt. I usually got to take two shots at the big toe. Mm-hmm. Big toe, the longest one. Yeah, the small, the smallest toe is, is to the seven people that listen to this show. I really do apologize for what's happening right now. What do you mean? I clip my toenails into the toilet because then I can just flush them away. You could choose anything you wanted to watch. How do you do it? To, How do you do it, Booba? And you decided to roll upon <laughs> life from the path uh, on this day's episode, and you heard this. And we, <laughs> I, we want to apologize. This is to good you. advice Ben's giving. It, I just it threw me off with the toenail example. It I really did. Nobody starts with the big toe. That's I, ridiculous. <laughs> I gave religious counsel to a squirrel, and you're caught up on the fact that it's a toenail? Here's the thing. And he did just say, do one toe at a time. You, you assumed he was talking about the big toe. No, he said, use the big toe. Yeah, I said, maybe you clip the big one. Maybe you oh, leave maybe the rest you clip, of, Okay, I'm wrong. Rest for I'm wrong. I'm wrong. You're right. Do you clip them straight across, or do you go in a curve so it Again, looks like it No, the toe goes straight. Dear fingers, yeah. fingers get the curve, toes get the straight. Yeah. This doesn't need to happen. Everybody knows. Dan, Dan, Dan and I know that. Yeah. They yeah. just tell you that. We appreciate you. <laughs> I screwed it up. The toe, the toe guy. <laughs> toe bro. Yeah. I screwed it up at some point because mine are curved, and if I try to cut them straight like they said so, then it looks like I didn't cut them at all because there's a white curve mark of the it's new It's going to take a little time. It'll take, yeah. yeah. It can be <laughs> problems if you curve them. Yeah. Hey, they showed this video in the health class. You got cut up on the fallopian tubes, and they were talking about how to get your toenails yeah. straight. They were talking about ovaries, and I thought, I want to see ovaries. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I was in sixth grade. What do you want? <laughs> <me>? <laughs> what do I do with those? All I know <laughs> is I don't have them, but I'd like to take a look. <laughs> Again, to the to the faithful viewers, you want to live in real life, or don't you? Of life. These are the brass tacks of living, Booba. If if you just so happen to stumble upon this show today, we've got ten years worth of shows. <laughs> you can check us out on the YouTube. Uh, apparently, Playground. our social media presence Opian. is about to start. Yeah, that, that's a pretty cool word. Blowing up because I'm taking over it. Opian. You're supposed to fix this on social media and shine it up. I really am. You don't got much to work with. I don't. <laughs> We're the brass knuckles of entertainment. <laughs> no, no, no. Just this, thanks for loving us. This guys. is how you bring them in. You can say like, "Hey, how much do you disagree with the fellows about this topic?" That's fine. Yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, Booba, you know how to do this. Turn this thing around. Get this ship. I'm gonna have to get put this the shine ship on sailing. It. This is ridiculous. Okay, I'm, the hashtags on this one are gonna be a bit odd. Toe fungus. Gross, Dan. <laughs> Hashtag oh, leave the other four for tomorrow. Is that too long? Hashtag <laughs> leave the other four. <laughs> yeah, big toe no go. Hashtag big toe Hashtag no go. Big go Own no. your world. Here's big your crown. Toe no go. <laughs> in, you know, yes. What, one of my biggest fears in life, which I don't know what this says about me, is that there'll become a day. And I'll make it a nursing home, and and it'll be like toenail day. And I was like, I don't want some dude coming in cutting my <laughs> toenail, toenail day. Yeah, uh, that, that's one of the things I you pick up in ministry when you you go visit people. You're like, what? They have people come in to do toenails. It's like, uh-huh. yeah, you can't do your own toenails anymore. I'm like, oh, oh, I don't want to get there. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's true. Wiping my butt, no problem. Stay away from my toenails. <laughs> yeah, stay away from my toenails. <laughs> yeah, I'll handle this. What if you go too far? Wait, okay, uh, man, I can't believe I'm doing this. All right, have any of you guys ever had a pedicure? No, no, not one. No. Not a single one of you. Yeah, I have. Ah, there we go. I'm waiting for like, it. Like, wait, by a professional? Yes. And it doesn't have, like, I'm not hold talking. On. Hold, hold on, Booba. You don't, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Mike, speak to me. <laughs> you had your toes professionally done. I don't remember how I got caught up in this, but <laughs> <laughs> I was outnumbered with ladies, and I think I just agreed to it. It was nice. Hey, man, <laughs> I'd like to defend myself for a second and say I was in the exact same situation. Yeah, I don't believe that. Right. I didn't just seek out a pedicure. I think you have a punch card. <laughs> with a little toe stamp on it. <laughs> they clip out the numbers with a toe number. <laughs> Hold up, fellas. I resemble these remarks. So you do the whole thing like they massage your calf and everything? No, they did. Dan, it's whoa, Dan. <laughs> My they girls go above the ankle. A family of girls. I went, told me about it. I, they don't massage your calf. That's was, wrong. It was my sisters and my sister-in-law that went, and they were going, and I jokingly said, "I'll go with," and they all freaked out and said, "Yes," and so I went with. It oh was one God. of the most awkward things that's ever happened to me in my entire life, because there's all these chairs along the wall and it's all these ladies sitting there and then just my ogre of a man self that sits down with the employees looking and arguing over who was going to get you and this young gal walks over to me (laughs) doesn't say any words just takes my sock off and i'm just like oh this is how it begins (laughs) and it happened and it was weird it was awkward and she would like joked about like putting polish on it and i'm like no i don't want any of that stuff yeah. I just want them to look like human feet. <laughs> Please. That's they told what me I had too many calluses. Do they cut them and stuff? They do everything, yeah. They, okay. Yeah, they, they cut you. They, they file yeah, it. They they'll, they'll, like, take care of your cuticle. I mean, it looks everything. nice. What is they this? get around the edges. I, that part hurts. They yes. take some kind cuticle of Cuticle snips are painful. See, I don't want that. No. Yes. No, they're pain. They, no. See, here's the deal. Here's what you need to recognize that your ladies go through is cuticle snips on your fingers or on your toes hurt. Well, they, they, are literally, they are literally snipping away skin uh, the, your cuticle, they're snipping it away, and they get down to the like. You'll see them bleed. It's ridiculous. The Lord didn't intend that. And yeah. so this, Leave it be. this is what these gals go through to have these manicured nails and pedicured toes. That's exactly what happens. That. Yeah, I don't care about that. To be honest with you, they're paying for it. Yeah, I uh, agreed. I'm just telling you that's what's happening, and they and they are trained to believe that it's because that's what's more beautiful, is to not have the cuticle. Hey, 
Is it, it? I mean, would it be out of out of grade to hang out outside of a, uh, uh, a tow parlor and be like, "Hey, I, I don't find that attractive." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's horrifying. Society, Ben, you should never stand anywhere outside of somewhere and go, "I don't find that attractive." Well, I'm people try- walk out of it. That's well, terrifying. Well, I'm trying this to, is an enlightened age. This is absolutely you terrifying situation. I'm trying to affirm. Be that a she normal need person. To do that. Start a podcast and talk about it on it. That's what you do. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, but I would right. say, I would say, look, Debbie. Uh, you don't need to do that. Did you say Debbie? Yeah, here's this is how you fit in. You go, look, Debbie, I got to tell you my truth. And my truth <laughs> is that I don't find that attractive at all. Yeah. <laughs> Let me change your life. The yeah. pain you just went through is unnecessary. And really, you spent $75 and you have a booger hanging out the left side of your nose. <laughs> a booger, a hanger's yeah. in there. And, and leopard print. And you know you can't wear that in the age of Tiger print. King. <laughs> the Tiger King. Carol is, Baskin. Uh, hey, hey, so funny, <laughs> I was on a conference call with somebody today, and there was someone I work with who goes, that the, said that the Tiger King has ruined 90% of her outfits. Oh, that's <laughs> phenomenal. And I thought to myself, shoot, I, I didn't realize you wore that much leopard. But uh, I'll be doggone. That, that really is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to be wearing the leopard print anymore. Okay. This is weird. Uh, hey, so we I might have looked at leopard shirts the other day. <laughs> Dan goes, now's the time to get in on Halloween's a coming. Right. Dan, I'll sponsor one. We'll make it work. <laughs> Instead, oh, you man. said, every day's a coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is my Tuesday. Hey, I was gonna say, we got a Tuesday coming up, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I bet I can wear that leopard print. Tiger Tuesday. Hey, there's oh, a, uh, uh, so we got a new segment on, on the show. Oh, jeez. It's called Dear Jesus, Greeting Cards from Buva. Oh, just from Buva? It's going to be a short-lived one. (laughs) (laughs) That's like Deuteronomy Dan. That was a good game. Whatever happened to that? You stopped doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Take a guess, It literally has your... (laughs) Wait a minute. It's It's got your name in it, Dan. Dan goes, was I in charge of Deuteronomy Dan? (laughs) I remember Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy Dan. There's... There's probably it's probably on the shelf with his books. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get to that. That's a study journal about the Quran and Deuteronomy Dan. All right. Hey, so actually avoid that. I have a ton of books. I avoid that by letting people borrow them, and then I don't yeah. feel guilty. <laughs> I'm like, well, they, you know, I, I would read it, but it's on loan. <laughs> <laughs> Booba's got like 12 books I was going to say, I think I've got like 14 of your commentaries. That's why I show up going, hey, Booba, you want to borrow this one? <laughs> <laughs> looks, looks pretty good. <laughs> I think, actually, to admit something serious, I think I have a Ben shelf at this point in time that's literally just stuff from Ben that's sitting on one of my shelves. Hey, I, every yeah. time I walk past I, it, I'm like, I've borrowed books from Ben. It's a huge mistake. If They should just call the name of the book, Mike, You're an Idiot. Right? Because every time I try to read one of these deep that's theological true. books... I get a paragraph. It's just like when I read C.S. Lewis. Well, if you think of blah, 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 then you should think of blah, 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 blah. Right. I'm here's like, 11 levels oh, into this Yeah, argument. that makes sense. And he goes, but if you think that, you'd be in error. And here's why. <laughs> right. It goes oh, on oh, that's like totally 20 true. pages. Yes. <laughs> N.T. Wright is not horrible for me. When Ben lets me borrow N.T. Wright, I can kind of get through it. I can palate it for a little bit at oh. least. But anytime I read any Doug Moo, I, I cry. I oh. cry from the Doug Moo. And like I'll, I'll randomly text Ben 14 times throughout the week. I'm like, Ben, the Doug Moo. Yeah. Like, I know, man. He's a beast. <laughs> if I'm you're like, one of those post-resurrection nothing. Episcopalians <laughs> that diverted from the Seventh-day Adventists in 1847, you might view it this way. Are you what a religious equestrian? I don't, view it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Doug Moo, I got nothing. Oh, man, that's great. I mean, the footnotes are longer than the article the man written. Here's where I pulled this from. You know where I got my information? James. Yeah. That's where I got mine from. If I'm 48 pages into the book and we haven't gotten to a verse of the Bible yet, I don't know if I'm in. Yeah. No one puts thanks to the apostles in their thank you page. You notice that? <laughs> People writing Bible commentaries, no one's like, I'd like to thank the apostle Paul. <laughs> Who wrote the thing? <laughs> yeah, no mention there. 
I'd like to thank my wife. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, anyway, Booba, you are doing me a solid because if I showed up at the house with them books, my wife would be irritated with me. All right, so I, I need them to stay at your place at least in the near term. Okay, I can do that. Okay. I got a bookshelf for them. All right, dear Jesus. Oh, man. Okay, so um, I, I had a super cheesy Jesus moment this week, and, and I don't I, – it's not that I don't have them. It's just I don't have them often enough to, like, really remember them. And so – the uh, story starts with my brother and I got into a little bit of a uh, scuffle uh, with one another uh, the other night. And just some stupid stuff happened. I'm, I, I really, I'm not going to go into the details of that because that's not the important part of the story. Trey and I got in a fight, and I left the situation, left the place we were at. And I was fuming mad. Like, I was angry. Straight up angry. My brother, I love him with all my heart, and he's, he's my, one of my best friends. But, like, he brings out a side of me. That's like a pre-Jesus Buva in, in the worst of ways. And like I get to the point where I'm like, I, I'm silverback gorilla when I'm in that conversation with the dude. And I'm just like, I see red and I want to hit something or somebody. And it's just bad. And I hate that part of me. And is so, it your left side? Because I find your left side violent and difficult. It is. It's the left side most likely. <laughs> okay. The right side, eh, not so bad. Yeah, so I yeah, understand. so left side Troy, uh, our Buva shows up and it's it's bad. And I'm angry. We're 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 pushing each other. It's physical. It's bad. So I leave the situation, I'm driving, I literally went for a two-hour drive, and I just hop on the road and I start driving, and I'm, I'm listening to whatever, I don't remember what I was listening to, it wasn't about the music, I'm just driving. And I get to my destination where I'm like, I, I'm literally going to have to stop for gas if I don't stop driving, so I, I'm going to flip a UE here and fine, start driving back. And I've been fuming mad this entire time, just angry, and I have no idea why I'm so angry, because like my expectations weren't different than what they've always been and like he him and i act the certain same certain way every time when something like this happens but we get angry and driving away and so i'm driving back and the weirdest thing happens i'm driving and i literally it's this is so cheesy i i just i saw the sunset and this is the part where you laugh at me and go this is about to get ridiculous this is ricotta this is straight up ricotta go ahead it's 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 straight cheese (laughs) so i see the sunset and like I didn't immediately go, oh, man, Jesus, thank you for making that sunset for me. Like, it, it wasn't that bad, but it quickly turned into something like that. And so I'm driving, and I'm looking at the sun, and I'm just like, man. And I could see the whole thing. Like, it's, it's, it's almost to the point where it's actually setting, but I can still see the entire sun. And I got sunglasses on, so I can actually look at it and not, like, be blinded. So I'm driving into the sun, and I see the sunset. It's just, it's pretty. It's just gorgeous. And I start thinking to myself, I can stare at the sun, and that thing is literally like 92, 93 million miles away, right? Like, it's a long ways away. And I just got this overwhelming feeling of how small I am. And, like, that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. There's not many times where I'm like, man, I'm tiny. Like, that's just not a thing that happens. And so I'm looking at the sun, and I'm just like, this thing that's, that's, that's 92, 93 million miles away. It's it's so small in my point of view right now, but it is literally one of the largest things that that we know of, right? Like obviously there's bigger stars, and I'm not going to argue about you with that. But like it's huge, it is massive. <laughs> I always think someone's going to argue with you about stuff. Why? Well, I, I, I know you the. You know it's not the biggest star, Boba. <laughs> <laughs> I know the internet. That story is a soul story. Yeah. I, I have these delusions <laughs> of grandeur sometimes that someday we're going to have like millions of views on each episode, and then people going to be like. Booba, you're an idiot. Yeah, you don't realize the sun is actually not that big. And <laughs> in the context of the universe and how big stars get, it's not actually that You large. raving dolt. <laughs> <laughs> you lepton. You don't even know what's happening. So 
It's, it's this enormous, massive thing. It's a huge. It's bigger than, than so many things. And, like, it's so small in my point of view right now. And then I'm like, blow this up into, into the way God sees this, right? Like, I am so intensely, insanely, infinitesimally small in comparison to what's going on in the universe. Like, it's just the truth. I am one of billions of the same kind of creature that exists on this rock. And we are one of rock in a universe that has hundreds of millions of them, right? And, like, I'm not arguing life on other planets, whatever. It may just be us, hopefully great, whatever. But, like, we're still so small. And so it just, it, it threw my vo- point of view and my perspective just completely out of whack. Because I'd been driving angrily for an hour at this point in time. Just, I mean, mad, fuming mad about the situation. And I flip a Yui to start driving back home, and I just see the sun. And I'm just completely reminded of how small I am in all of this. And not only is this small, myself, my entire world, this small circumstance that just happened an hour and a half ago is so tiny to me, really. It, it, it doesn't paint who my brother is, the way that we interacted. It doesn't paint who I am. It doesn't change our relationship with one another. It doesn't change that we love each other. It doesn't change that I am loved as a human being by him, by the rest of my family, and, and by God, and it, it literally means nothing. It means nothing. And this thing that I'm allowing to consume me, completely consume me, is so insignificant, yet I am getting thrown all over for it, and it's ridiculous. And so I just start thinking, I'm just like, I need to, I need to blast out of my own perspective and just take a look down at myself, 100 million miles up, and look. And recognize that, like, what I'm blowing out of proportion and what I'm making massive and giving power and giving authority over my mind at the time, over my actions and my thoughts, I'm going to allow this to seep into the rest of my night, my tomorrow, the rest of my week, whatever it looks like, is so insignificant. And there are bigger things at play. And there are bigger things that have more stock in my life and have more authority over what I'm called to be. And I'm like, I can choose to be just fuming angry at my brother about something stupid. And I can be, choose to be fuming angry at myself about something stupid. Or I can take a step back and recognize that I'm a flawed human being, but my identity throughout all of this has not changed at all. Even though I am insanely small in this universe, I am still completely loved and forgiven and just drowning in grace from the creator of all of this. Creator of the universe literally holds me in his hand perfectly and loves me exactly who I am. Calls me to greater things, there's no doubt about that, but loves me for who I am. And if I'm going to let something as insignificant and tiny as this interaction that was dumb should have never happened, if I'm going to let that completely paint my worldview for whatever amount of time, whether it's an hour, whether it's a week, whether it's the next 10 years, it's ridiculous because there are more important things and there are more true things that are constant and it's more important that I understand my identity in, in light of the kingdom of Christ and in light of who God is and who he calls me to be. And I just started just laughing. And it was weird because I'm driving. I'm, I, I've probably been listening to just whatever music and I'm angry and, and pedal to the metal staring at the sun and out of nowhere I just start laughing and crying and I'm just like... God, I really appreciate this perspective. Like, I, it is so cheesy that this has just happened to me that I saw a sunset and I went, I know Jesus loves me. And I'm so excited about that. 
mm-hmm. and I'm loved and I'm saved and I'm happy because all those things are true. But it's just this ridiculous scenario that I find myself in. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm writing a greeting card to Jesus right now. I'm writing a greeting card and going, thank you, Father, for loving me perfectly, creating me to be who I am, knowing that I'm a fallen person, but forgiving me and loving me regardless and giving me grace and the opportunity to be a part of your kingdom. Please allow me to take a step back and recognize what is important in my life, what are big things, and what are insignificant things. And allow me to know what I can control and know what I can do going forward because I won't let things like this completely paint my worldview. I refuse. I refuse to live in that negative place, and I refuse to be that Buva that I hate. I want to be one that's called to Christ, and I want to be one that's free of chains. And I was just really thankful for that moment. And I'm like... That's my greeting card to Jesus today. Like, thank you for perspective and letting me recognize how small I am, but how loved and worthy I am because you call me those things. How do you know when a greeting card is done? You look at the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what See is how it? much it cost? Publisher. <laughs> Buva. <laughs> See that it's more expensive than the UK? Two ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just... Uh, Actually, that's a do- that's a, a dominant theme in the uh, in the old songs, right? Just recognizing um, uh, God's bigness, right? Uh, and not only this is, this is interesting in the context of like controlling what you can control. Recognize the things that you can't. Recognize the things that shouldn't have near the amount of influence. What was Mike? You were just talking about this a little bit last week, right? But the, our notion of like what's uh, what's an emergency and what's not. Yeah. Right? How much how much any particular incident should color? Actually, it's so true in relationships. Uh, like the most recent thing that happens to you goes, oh, this person is a this. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? That person was a that for the last 30 minutes. Are they a that all the time? Yeah. Like, is that is that really who they, like, is that is that the brush of which their entire character gets painted, or that's just the most recent scene that you saw? And I think you can acknowledge that, but, like, mm-hmm. without saying this needs to dominate <clears throat> How do you treat your spouse? <clears throat> it's going to happen a lot with your spouse, <clears throat> people, everybody. Thanks, Mike. Just for a heads up. Is that directed to Booba? That's directed. I was going to say, <laughs> no. not directed to me because I'm getting married? That's directed to everybody because I hear that a lot when I get complaints about other people's wives. They'll say, is she a bubbity bubbity ba? And I'll say, yeah, but that's not her track record or whatever. Maybe she's just a little off today. Or No, she's a blah, 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 blah. She's the worst. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> overall, she's probably all right. She just made a mistake or you don't agree on the last 10 minutes or whatever just happened and you're all fired up about it. You got to calm down, right? Like you, you do completely lose uh, any perspective of what what they brought into the thing. This is how relationships go foul, where you've had a perfectly good friendship forever, and then they do one thing, and you're like, "Well, if that's the kind of person you are, I'm out of here." You know, I, I, I do. I wonder if that contributes to our understanding of Jesus and and the recognition of of God's forgiveness towards us. Things that are devastating at a human level, God has the ability, is willing to forgive. Uh, and I wonder if some of that is just the nature of he just has a, a more balanced perspective. Not that the thing wasn't bad, but like um, he just doesn't have to paint the entire picture that way. Mm. Like, and think of it. This is true for even the harshest of things. The harshest of things, like um, it's very like someone. If, if you had been in a relationship and someone, uh, you know, stepped out on you in that relationship or cheated on you or something, it's very possible that that represented like thirty minutes of their life. A third of a mistake of their life, no right. doubt, right? But like, the grand scheme of things. Actually, I remember I wrote there's something that occurred to me in college. Like when you call, if someone has committed adultery, they're an adulterer, and that whether it took them thirty minutes or whether they did it seven hundred times, 
it's the same name, the same reference to it. And like, it's not particularly representative, but it, 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 we do that because it, um, it recognizes how much, how painful it is. Like the, the impact of the thing is that it only takes whatever, <laughs> 30 minutes. Um, but, but I, I think the point is, is that like God's perspective is just one, he's gracious. And, and two, um, that, that is a frailty of ours is, is the here and now, um, read not only like changes the future, but it starts to redefine the past. We see things and we go, and we go oh, well, that happened. Now all this explains everything that came before. And it probably doesn't. It, it probably doesn't. People are actually more nuanced than that. People are, tend not to be predictable. I mean, sometimes it's true. I'm sure you all have situations. But, like, um, it's just that, like, uh, we, 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 our minds will hold on to, to the narrow and like it's real, the narrow thing is real. The the hurt is real. The time is real. But like, I just uh, uh, I just wonder if there's an element of God's bigness that says, yeah, but you know, grand scheme, that's that's redeemable. Where it feels destructive or whatever in whatever m- many moments we have. You ready? Uh, yeah. Yep. Dear life from the path. During the past year, my wonderful father-in-law was widowed and became unable to live alone. He lives with us now and is part of our daily life. However, he has dementia. He is still quite social and verbal. If you met him, you might not realize that his short-term memory rarely functions or that the filters this well-educated and proper man once had no longer had no longer worked 24-7. Recently, he has started ogling women and making comments about their physical attributes when we go grocery shopping or take a walk. He's also starting to confuse the women's roles in our household, me, my daughter, daughter-in-law, and niece, which has become even more awkward. My daughter confided that he made a sexual comment about me. I'm middle-aged, no-nonsense kind of woman. How does one approach such a situation? We don't want someone slapping him, or worse. I can say, that's not appropriate, then deflect or laugh it off at home, knowing you won't remember what he said 20 minutes later. But how do we make the best of these circumstances without diminishing his outside social experiences? Moving him to a senior living community is not an option at this point for financial reasons. Yeah, I start with the truth. He's got dementia. He won't remember he said it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. yeah, just to, to the lady in the grocery store. It's like, sorry about yeah, that. He's I apologize. Uh, he, he did. I mean, he probably means what he says, but he has dementia. <laughs> like he's just, <laughs> he's, he just has no way of holding this in 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 tandem. So I I, I apologize. Mm-hmm. And whatever, maybe you can get a slap or two. I you know, I don't know. What are you asking for here? You can't. Cure, you're not curing dementia. So uh, right. I, it's it's not. It's, it's, this is exactly what we just talked about. This is not as a sticky situation as you're making it out to be. Right, it might, it's short term too. Right, it's short term. It's going to get worse, and he'll be, you know, he's just not going to be around. Uh, it's the thing. It's going to be sad to watch. It's just like having someone within your family that has Alzheimer's or something. It's sad to watch. It's hard to watch. There ain't no doubt about it because you knew the person that used to be there, right? And you're watching, and and now you don't know that person. That person doesn't barely know you, you know. And it feels like you're talking to a stranger, and it's it's weird. But I don't know that you're get you're achieving the greater good by following it down into the hole. And, and being bummed out about it all the time, right? So, like, if, if you believe he's a social creature and he needs that interaction, I mean, it depends on how far he's going here. Uh, if he's just making old man comments, you know, I guess that's all right. I mean, if he starts crossing a line where it's completely offensive, like over-the-top offensive, uh, then, yeah, you're probably going to have to keep him at home. Or uh, go to places where only dudes are. Well, yeah, I mean, or maybe the gro- I mean the the grocery store is, is kind of close confines. You're most likely to run into uh, a ladies there. <laughs> Uh, you know, go to the park or whatever. Like, if he needs to get out and about, um, there's places to do it that don't put him in such close confines to people where he's going to start making suggestive comments to him. So, I mean, 
it, it may start to impact. Maybe you don't take him out as many places. And maybe you don't want to leave him at home. I get that too. But like where you have options, if you want him to get out and about and, and be be around people but not that close, I mean, you may just need to change the places that you take him. Yeah, just make sure the motivator is not you being embarrassed by him. Right? Like we can, we can he, he has what he has. You know, and I think you can be honest about that. And you can try to help helpfully steer him away from situations where he's going to say something that he doesn't intend, but it's going to come out anyway. Like I, You just do that in a loving way. But, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see any reason to make a huge adjustment here. Am I taking this too lightly? You, ha- you have to live in their reality when someone has dementia. I mean, you can't correct it. You can't. You can't own it. You can't act like it has yeah, anything to do yeah. with you. <laughs> I, I would. I would probably, uh, in addition to what you guys said, I think is all excellent. Is maybe like just have a family meeting once a week without him to remind everybody this is where we're at. Maybe assess. Hey, has it gotten worse? At some point, you're going to have to go to the next step. Yeah. And then get some help. And he's going to have to have a place to live because. For his own safety, yeah, and for the safety of others, he, you know, he could become dangerous if, if he if he starts acting out on things, and uh, you and know, you got you some kids in the house, to. so you can put that in perspective, and, and you know, and yeah. you, if you're not if you don't intend on watching him 24 hours a day or like having someone tail him, you know, I mean, it does get to the point depending on what kind of dementia he has, where he can't be in his room by himself, or you got to watch what he's got in there. He's just not firing on the same cylinders anymore, and and like you can take care of that lovingly without embarrassing him or making an example of him or being disappointed in him. He's got no control, trust me. Yep. He does not want to look a fool right now. He just doesn't he doesn't have the capacity to not look that way. Mm-hmm. And so like it's really hard not to start taking that stuff personally, let it weigh on you or go, I shouldn't have to deal with this and what but you just be be happy in your toil. <laughs> right? This is your toil. Yep. And, and and you can choose to let it bury you or you can choose to rise above it and say, here's the thing, what we're gonna do. And and I'm I'm advocating for that. I'm to not I mean it's it's probably kind of funny. To be honest with you, there's got to be some funny moments of uh, an 80 year old man making some kind of snide sexual comment towards you. Like, it just seems like it'd be kind of funny to me. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not the woman, so. Okay. The secular says It's time for you to contact the Alzheimer's Association. It offers guidance for caregivers like you. Changes in behavior caused by Alzheimer's and other dementias are challenging. It's important to remember that these behaviors are the result of a damaged brain and not something the person is doing purposely. If inappropriate behavior occurs in public, be consistent and kind, but firmly remind the person that the behavior is not okay. It may help to distract the person from the immediate situation by directing their attention elsewhere or giving them something else to do. Caregivers can create... <laughs> I can only think of comedy reasons for, for doing like like a little puppet. Like, yeah. look over here. Here's, huh? a, here's a pineapple or a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Ooh, pineapple. <laughs> That's terrible. That's, that wasn't the heart of the, of the comment. Uh, caregivers can create, quotes, business cards stating briefly, my companion has dementia, please be understanding. Caregivers would give these to hosts and hostesses when entering restaurants or discreetly hand them to salespeople if situations start to deteriorate because the companion exhibits unusual behavior or lack of verbal filter. That sounds like a men in black type of thing. Like something happens and then you're like, here's my card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, that actually went through my mind. I thought, I don't know if that's a good idea or not, so I didn't say it out loud. Yeah. But there, there are going to be times you might have to be paying attention to him and yeah i mean you can't just stop and say hey by the way yeah it's be, be nice to have something yeah to, to communicate it you know like put it on a t-shirt see this always this always brings up pants. i'm with dementia this always brings up pants right <laughs> like pants pants has had ms since he was 18 and like he he had his, business cards business made card, up yep that that have his full name on it and where it would normally say like bob bruin md doctor his says nick wedstone ms, MS. <laughs> and and like I mean, this is a guy that like I mean, this disease sucks. It really does. It's it's debilitating. And and like I, the guy is a ray of sunshine for the disease that he has. I mean, yep. I, I I cannot have enough respect for for pants, right? Um, 
but he took a thing that that would have crushed almost anybody and he made business cards with it and like i'm like i love this man i love this man like you know he he looks at this nasty thing and he looks it right in the eye and goes well here's what we're gonna do i've never heard more shake jokes or unbalanced joke coming out of this man's mouth he has the disease Right. And like he looks at it holistically, hits it right in the face and goes, here's the thing. And I've never seen him once without a smile on his face. And I'm sure there's times when he does not have this smile uh, because the disease sucks. But like at the end of the day, he's he's determined to have a good attitude about it. And like I I think that's what we're talking about here. Right. Like you're talking about uh, something that you don't have any control over and you just have to smile and hit it head on and go, look, uh, he's got dementia. I'm sorry. You know, and, and, and maybe the business cards aren't a bad idea. It's kind of funny, actually. You know, like just. Just make it make it so it's not a big situation. Yeah, and by the way, if you uh, if you're new to the show or you haven't ever, ever heard us talk about pants, uh, you know him. Uh, he's the guy who does the uh, the voiceover for the intro to the show. Yeah, live so, uh, from the Pathway Studio in Johnston proper. Yep, that's 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 our friend Pants. Uh, okay, ready? One more. Yeah, dear life from the path. I'm a teen living with a foot in each world. My parents are religious and don't approve of my sexuality. Oh, I am bisexual, and my peers harshly stereotype my beliefs. I feel rejected by both worlds, and I'm trying to make it until I'm 18 so I can leave the situation. Lately, things have taken a turn for the worse. Both sides won't accept me until I am completely Christian or completely not Christian. Is there any advice you can give me? Uh, Yeah, you're trying to do something impossible. You can't play both worlds. Make a choice. Eh. Hold on, I'm thinking. Thinking, I'm thinking how, does, how does this relate to the um, the conversation we were having earlier about Islam? Or does it? Like not loving a future version of somebody. Yeah. That's that's my question. Because like there's there's a semblance of, of uh well so here's what's interesting, is when they say I'm waiting till I'm eighteen when I can get out of this situation, that I don't what? think that means they're leaving bisexuality. Right. <laughs> they're not trying to age out. Right. Yeah. Um, but there is, does also seem to be a notion here of this being a reasonable a part of her identity. Like, if your parents were forcing you to go to church and you didn't want to go, you would just tell your friends, "Look, I don't want to go. My parents are forcing me," and they wouldn't likely continue to mock you because whatever the everybody knows overbearing parents. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. hear you. So, like, if there's a sense of no, this is actually still something that I believe in or that I'm connected to or something, um, then that's a different conversation. And so. Um, the question, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if the if um. I think it's right to say if you have two different things, uh, that are conflicting, um, just know that they're not that like like Dan's, Dan's right. Like they're not. They don't. Not just going to re- uh, resolve themselves, right? Uh, if the, if the notion from a biblical perspective is that this is not what God has for you, and you're like, yes, but I, it's what I have for myself, that's going to continue to be in conflict. Um, th- that's not going to resolve itself. Um, is there, uh, would I expect patience on both sides? Yes, I think I would. Because if someone says, um, I, I don't God has not given up on you. I think he will continue to, uh, to try to work on your heart and, and, and have you turn over all things to him, including this. And so I don't think God has given up on you. I don't think there's any reason the church should either. Um, but I would, I, I mean, it's interesting the, the conversation on the other side, um, because like, what is the, to, to what advantage is that to them? Like to the extent that you're still saying, Hey, I'm, I'm bisexual. Like, I mean, what kinds of friends are these? 
I don't understand that either. This is not either way. I would expect a supporting community on either side. To be honest with you, not supporting as in we affirm everything you you think, right? But um, to say, look, look um, uh, you you are we we love you, um, and and we are. Um, See, every word I say gets mis misconstrued about how, how how you're reacting to this particular decision. But like, we're with you, uh, and so uh, that's. I think you need new friends, <laughs> and I and I think uh, I think the tension is right. Sometimes sometimes the tension is right. That's I've I've had to give that advice multiple times. Seems like boy, I'm feeling real tension here. As you should. It's a true. It's real. It's a real tension. Right. Um. And so that you can't just think that away. You can't just feel it away. You can't just ignore it away. The tension is real. Um, it forces you into something that, pay, that maybe you don't want to have to deal with, but you're going to have to. Like, that's the notion of tension, and it's all right. Um, but I would say I don't know that you have to have a reaction right now, actually. I think it's safe and it's healthy um, to – because what I would say is I think you should pray through it. I think you should start praying through the tension. Say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm open to um, every, like ex who you are and everything that you say to be true and good. Um, and if that's the truth, I, want you to, I need you to help me change these things in me. Um, and redirect my things to your things, and that that, that would be my right. because frankly, that's that's the that's the trump card. Uh, if God is who He says He is, and what He says is good is best for you, is obviously good and best for you, and you need help to be able to alter those things, whether it be your sexuality or anything else. Frankly, um, uh, I would start there because what seems difficult or uh, is something that God can ultimately do, and and I think will do for you. Um, on the other hand, uh, I don't think there's any reason to tolerate the harassment from your friends. I, I, You're I, trying to be honest. Actually, I agree. Uh, where where the, the she said both sides won't accept me until I'm completely Christian or completely not Christian. Um, that's a boo on the Christianity's part, uh, and it's a I don't. Ben's right. Like I, your friends are holding to no moral authority or moral ground at all. They're like, I just don't want you holding to any moral ground. Right. Right. That's weird. I've I've <clears throat> not met almost anybody that says they would say I think you're stupid for 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 being religious. And I'm like, okay, you know, but they don't try to call me out of it. Or be like, hey, I'm not going to hang around with you unless you give up on this religion thing. They're just like, I just think you're an idiot for being religious. And I, that's acceptable, right? Like, that's just being honest. But, like, uh, I've never had anyone say, I'm going to be done being friends with you uh, if you don't stop with this half-Christian ways of yours. Right? That, that does seem weird. Your friends are weird. They're hard, to, they're hard to get along with. Yeah, I mean, although that notion of they will or will not accept me, you are putting on to them. Right. Like, I don't know that that's necessary. I mean, we just don't have enough context to know how much that's true for your family, because sometimes people say, well, you won't accept me for everything that I am. I mean, there's all kinds of things people should say. Yeah, but I don't accept that. You should stop. doing." That. <laughs> and I, and otherwise I should I should be all, all right with it. That doesn't mean they don't love me. It doesn't mean that they don't support me and want what's best for me and pray for my good and blessings upon me. Um, but th that also doesn't mean like if my version, if your definition of acceptance is agree with every choice that I've made or this particular major choice that would run counter to what God wants for your life, um, then yeah, then I think that's, that's kind of an unfair definition of acceptance. Um, but either, either one would, uh, would put um, both sides of those equations like uh, uh, on, on some weird bounds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Segular says, uh, so the question was, is there any advice you can give me? Segular says, just this, you are a teenager. There are better days ahead for you. Your current circumstances may be unpleasant, but they won't last forever. If living your truth will result in your being shunned, do whatever you must to survive for now. Your truth. Holy cow, that was there couldn't have been any more platitudes in there. You are a teenager, there are better days ahead for you. Your current circumstances may be unpleasant, but they won't last forever. 
Boy, I mean, of all the things I'm terrible at, she's not even trying to meet any. She's not saying nothing. She's just giving her a bunch of platitudes. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's not comforting. Hey, man, this won't. Suck it up. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, this this hurt won't last forever. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Yeah, but it might. Makes me feel good right now. It's just a phase. Yeah, it's just a phase. Just a season. Your Christian friends will show up and call it a season. Your non-Christian friends will say, this will be over soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, I here's here's uh, here's what I think. I think we under, uh, I, I know that teenage years are rough, but like teenagers are, are, are capable of taking in um, heavy conversation. Yeah, they can they can handle it. Oh yeah. Uh, th- in fact, th- what this what this girl is dealing with is of every consequence. It's a significant thing. It's a tear. Like there's something um, th- that that she feels um, or believes, and it is in conflict with things that that she otherwise used to believe. And like she recognizes the weight of it. Like this is not a. This, you don't put people off like that. This is the right time to engage and walk with and hang out and um, and continue to. Uh, Come, especially like in a confusing time, but but you're rest, wrestling with weighty things. I think the last thing you do is just is is put them off on platitudes and, and basically say that will work out. I th- th- this is the time. This is the right time to engage them. Yeah. I think that's silly. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like that's not very that's not very helpful advice. I feel like secular got uh, thought this w- issue was going to be weighty and backed out. She probably has a uh, shared readership between Christians and uh, uh, bisexuals. I yep. thought I'm gonna offend one of these people and get in some real trouble. Yep. Hmm. You want to do one more? Or is that it? That yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Was it a good one? I don't know. I haven't, look, I haven't looked at it. Preview. Yeah. Hit, hit us up with it. I didn't have the tunes ready. I need to buy myself some time. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. Here we go. Dear lie from the path. <laughs> I met a young couple about a year ago. They invite me out for lunch every few months. They have several children. They allow to run all over the place, mm. climb over and under the table cry and whine, and they make no effort to teach them proper behavior in restaurants. Oh, yes. Yeah, this is us. Yeah, Boys, yeah. Get the chairs. <laughs> it's so annoying and embarrassing that I no longer want to go out with them. I cannot believe that they turn their children loose in restaurants without acknowledging that they are creating a not-so-nice experience for other diners. If they ask me why, should I make them an excuse or tell them how I feel about their lack of parenting? I suspect they will be hypersensitive to any remarks I make, but I can't enjoy my meal with their children run wild. Those children need to learn some manners. I would rather eat out by myself than experience another episode. Yeah, I think you should do that. I think you should. I think you should try to buy a new stick to put up your butt, and then <laughs> you can go out by yourself. Because <laughs> now, if I could surmise your argument here, uh, my friends have kids, and then they act like kids, and I just find it disgusting. That's basically what you're saying. I mean, hold on, just you all right? Your kids running around like a restaurant, like a coach of hooligans. I don't think they're doing all that. Interrupting other people. Okay, well, no, wait a minute. You just think it's not happening the way this person's explaining? Yes. I've seen it. I've seen it plenty of times. No, yeah. it's not happening that way. <laughs> they I've ordered a drama gun on Amazon and pumped this thing up. Plenty of times. <laughs> kids running legit crazy. No, they're not. No. They're behaving themselves. No, they're not. Little no, kid dropped not. a fork and she got down on the floor to get it. And they're no. like, I've had enough of this misbehavior. <laughs> no, Mike, you're wrong. That's not happening. Yeah, here, just, just, just say, hey, hey, I love you guys. I love your kids. I just don't do kids very well. And pass. Like my kids in particular, or you're, all yours. kids? Yeah, oh, your kids. kids. Oh man, rough. That's oh, who, that's what I'm having experience. <laughs> you with. should invite the kids and family over to your house. Or Chuck you, e. Cheese. It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, wait a minute, is Invite them to a gas station. Yeah, is that the case then? You just don't want to do it in public, right? Like you just want to go to a private setting so the kids can act a, act a fool? Like I can get it. The kid's going crazy. I've, I've been embarrassed in that situation before. I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be with someone that... Was that, this before or after the pedicure? 
Uh, this would have been after the pedicure, actually. Thanks for asking. That's you know, that's important to establish chronologically. I'm just, um, I'm just trying to put it in perspective here. No, no, that's totally fair. You know, Things that, that you're it, embarrassed it, by. It did change my life entirely. So you're right. Pedicures really made an impact on me. Um, no, and I've been in places before where I'm just like, you, you're you not controlling your kid at all. Like, there's not even an attempt at this point in time. I totally get you're trying and your kid's going crazy and you go, ah, dude, you're, you're being you're being a hellion. You got to you got to figure this out. Like this is this is ridiculous. But like I've seen parents that the kids are going nuts. I mean, completely nuts are in the faces of other diners and like running around and waiters are having to corral the kids and the parents are just hanging out. And I'm just like, this is this is a bit much, guys. That's not what's happening here. I think that might be what's happening. Yeah, kids, kids are well behaved. No. I, I don't think this yeah. is it at all. This guy's sensitive to children. Yeah, there's a, there's a completely understandable statement to kids are being kids. Kids are going to go crazy. Kids yeah. are going to think. Yeah, that yeah. happens. But like, there's there's a level. There's a level yeah. where it's just like, okay, it, take your kid, go sit in the car. Like if you if it's going to be like this, go sit in the car. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. I can't imagine being the parent that has to deal with that. I have not been in that situation myself yet, but like I've had parents that are just like, my kid's going crazy. I, I he just threw his plate at someone. We're gonna go sit in the car the rest of the time, and I'm like, cool. These are not the things he's describing. Climb over and under the table. That's legit method for kids to get places. Cry and whine. Kids Cl- do that. I don't know. This all seems legit. Climb over the table. I've done that as a grown man. <laughs> Mike, I don't think that's a good bellwether here. I thought I thought one it of my daughters wasn't going to give me my phone back, and so I jumped over the table so to go get it. No one yelled at me. <laughs> I think they were just dumbfounded at the situation and hadn't had a chance to react yet before yeah. you realized, hey, man, nobody reacted to that. Hey, it's perfectly that's, acceptable. That's a grown man. <laughs> hey, did you notice that body that just moved? It had a beard. I didn't yeah. know we could do that in here. <laughs> then the whole place man, erupted. I freaking love Chuck E. Cheese. This is awesome. <laughs> no, in, in all practicality, though, invite them to your house. Uh, I agree. Yeah, invite them to your house. Then you don't have to worry about them going crazy. Then yeah. they can go crazy. And you're going to tear up your stuff. Fine. Like, scratch Love all them. your records. Love them. Just stop having records where the kids can yeah. go. Yeah, and you're a single man. You probably bought white carpet like a dummy. Yeah. Kids are going to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, mismatched plates, LPs, and white carpet. Did I tell you I used that to, to decide whether I was going to. We, we were interviewing daycares or whatever, and I went to this in-home daycare. Woman had white carpet in her living room. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. No. <laughs> we weren't there for 30 seconds. I said, woman, that white carpet means no. This is not the right place for for our children. <laughs> like this woman is not prepared to have kids in her home. Yeah, she had figurines and and, and a white carpet, and I thought, you don't run a daycare. <laughs> well, did she have a different section of the house that a, that the daycare runs out of? No, she ran them in the kitchen and the living room. She With goes, white yeah, this is oh, that's kids, ridiculous. This is where the kids play, and I'm like, you live no. in a fantasy world. Yes, you do. All sippy cups have the lid perfectly on them at all times. Yeah, and every child obeys all cleanliness rules, where they clean entire hands at all times. Spaghetti does not go up nostrils. Yeah, no. You live in a fantasy world. <laughs> yeah, that's we gonna chain them to the radiator. <laughs> 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 this is not the place. <laughs> anyway, so okay, so uh, the advice is so don't bring it up. Just try to hope that the end around works by inviting. Them. They say no, we really want to go out. We like to be. We like to go out. No, will you come? No, we'll get takeout, and you can have it at my place. Your kids are buffoons. Hey, man, so we legit do that. Uh, th- this is the second kid where this has happened, where, like, you could just tell. Once my, uh, once my son turned uh, about about 14 months old, we're like, we're not going out to eat. <laughs> Probably going to be six, six to eight months before this kid turns, because he's a terror. He just sits there and screams for no reason. It's not crying or anything. He's just like, ah! <laughs> 
they're doing this. And we're like, oh, I love your kid. What can't control that guy? And so, <laughs> we'll, so we stay home. We go pick it up and we eat in because, like, I don't want to interrupt other people that are out there. Hey, man, I really appreciate the, le- the realism that. I really do. Yeah, you just yeah. Is that I, I, this okay? Legit, turning it around. I'm, I I want to be a dad soon. Is that okay to understand that your kids are just kind of crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, know your kids, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I just I don't I don't understand the perfectly good kids that just don't scream and stuff like that. I've only ever been around the kids that are just like, hey, did you know I could do this? I'm just like, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, it's all right. Our oldest went through a phase of that for a while, and we just stayed away. Yeah, <laughs> she was like fourteen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Straighten us up. <laughs> I guess we'll kept making advances at her. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what a crazy time! <laughs> hey man, speaking of that situation, did they say that the grandfather, the kids, the kids' kids, and then a niece lives in the same house? Yeah, that's crazy. Wanna, what? When they were talking about the like the not understanding the uh, family roles. Yeah. There was a list of yeah, people I mean, in that house. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a lot of people to keep track of when you're 80 right. years old. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which one I, are you? No, you're the mom. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. I'm having trouble remembering the children that I helped raise for 50 years, and I'm exposed to expe- like That would be that's his great niece. He yeah. just says, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and the daughter <laughs> probably looks like the mom did when right. she was whatever. 100%. Yeah, that's a tough live. Oh, man. All right. Sorry, think, that just randomly popped back yeah, in my head. Overall, our, our general advice is is that you need to be better with kids, and you should continue to go out with them because you're you're making too big of a deal of this. Yeah, I mean, the question is, Mike, would you ever bring it up if, if one of your friend's kids was acting like a hoodlum? I would just I would just stop it. What, what? what? You'd probably tell the kid to knock it off? Yeah. I probably would, too. I'd do that, I, I'd do that with your son in a heartbeat. Hey, man. Yeah. Tuck it up. You're acting like a fool in here. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, I, I do talk to... It depends on who it is, I guess. That's true. I, mean, I live with my nephew. I've only known these people a year. Yeah, true. A That's year? Enough. I mean, that seems long enough, doesn't it? Really? To correct kids' I don't know how, behavior? how often they... Yeah, they, they eat every few months, but it's only been a year. So it's like... I mean, That's how many legit. kids do they That's have? four dates. Are, are they that just is totally, four dates. Yeah. Are they totally yeah. overloaded here? Or like the parents are just looking for a little breather and they're like... Look, we're just going out. I mean, tell me you haven't done that with your perfectly well-behaved family. You're like, forget it. We're out of here. We're just going out to eat, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah. like, people who have crazy rambunctious kids are trying to do the same thing. And, frankly, there's nothing that doesn't bring a smile on my face faster when there's a three-year-old and they're going, ah! Right. And I'm like, ah, I love that. Look at that guy. It cracks me up something fierce most of the time. Yeah. You, you elbow your kid and go, look at that kid. He's tearing it up. <laughs> and then everybody can laugh, and it's yeah, funny. That is the most fun this Olive Garden has ever seen. So what I'm saying is, 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 is stuck-up man with the stick in his butt is missing out on comedy and fun living. That's what I'm saying. You're worried about what everyone else thinks in that restaurant, and you should just be enjoying the fun festivities. From the perspective, but also, is there is there a level of courtesy, courtesy that you should be giving these people? Yeah, they call yes, it public for a reason. I, I, <laughs> I'm just That's saying. That's what it means. You I, go around I understand. People. I understand and agree with the thought process of saying, like, I really don't care what people think, but I, I do care what I'm doing to people. Yeah, I don't really care what people's reactions to me is. It just doesn't bother me. I don't care. But like, if I'm completely disrupting their whole life or their entire experience, that's a different story than like I don't care what they think about me. Well, you just threw a fork. That's a little bit different than I don't care what they think about me. Your kid drops glasses on the ground and they shatter. Like that's that's a different thing. Yeah. And that's what's happening. That's not what's happening. That's what's happening. I think that's no. what's happening. At the worst, the kids run around the restaurant doing a fart copter or something, and people are like, <laughs> a oh, that's fart a, copter? He's the, no. He's the worst kid ever. And I'm telling you, it's not what's happening. He's taking ice cubes out of people's ice, ice water. <laughs> 
No. Yeah, and no. licking them and putting them back. That's kind of funny. <laughs> he's cutting. He's Mike, cutting. this is very telling that you're going through this entire scenario. Man, that's hysterical. Mike's hey. kids are hoodlums. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so we were at this Italian, it was a Mexican restaurant or something, and like this kid was sitting there staring at me, staring at me, staring at me. And finally, I, was, his parents weren't paying attention, and he was pretty close table to me. And I turned, he was like five. And I turned around and looked at him with my eyes wide open, and I said, I'm going to eat all your onion rings, every last one of them. And he started crying. You were terrifying. <laughs> and then he tried to tell his mom I was going to steal his onion rings. I'm like, what? I didn't. Why? There's, it's a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. I know onion rings. <laughs> Mike, you were horrifying. That kid was freaked out. He I kept can't do that to a kid. He out of the corner of his eye for like an hour. That's terrible. <laughs> Restaurants are fun. I, go to, I would go to prison <laughs> if a kid told on me and said, hey, that ogre just said he was going to eat my chicken sandwich. I'm going to eat all your onion rings. <laughs> That was awesome. Oh, right, I say take that's em. a good idea, Ben. Take your kids. It's fun times. Restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening live from the band. I appreciate you hanging with us tonight. Uh, maybe hey, you, what? What's the complaint line number? Uh, yeah, maybe you hate the show. This is the time to call or text the complaint line. 515-517-0085. That's 515-517-0085. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe ah! you... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us, hey, hey, you know, it'll be I fun. Eat all your onion rings. <laughs> kids are fun. Tell us a story about uh, the time you uh, took your kids out to a restaurant and they were a total terror. Yeah. We'd like to enjoy that here as a group. Uh, in the meantime, we will see you next week. Uh, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.